Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You know, we may have identified one of the most difficult jobs, if not the most difficult job in all of football, and it's happening right now. I'll tell you what that is coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. You can also find this on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Saturday morning into the afternoon. We appreciate you doing so. Final show of 2023, and we're doing it all live. We'll do it TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Well, I will say this about bowl season in college football. It has pinpointed and identified and highlighted the most difficult job in all of sports right now. Because if you're gambling on these bowl games, Godspeed. Good, holy moly. What the hell are we getting from these teams in each bowl game? The Missouri Ohio State game last night was well, one I'll of the tell you worst. What I know. That's the dumbest. Bet hey, I ever let me heard tell of. you something. Anybody that was betting on that game, I, I, good luck staying sober. What the f was that, man? And you look around college football. And good luck trying to predict either who's playing, who's opting out, who's motivated, who wants to like. It, it is a cornucopia of confusion when it comes to college football. And I get it. We can have the whole conversation. Well, you know, it's the transfer portal. It's NIL. It's all these other things that come along with it. Yeah, look, bowl season has changed a little bit. We all acknowledge that. Players are now all of a sudden realizing the power they have. They realize how much they're worth, how important they are. And so they're using their futures to determine whether or not they're going to partake in some of these games. But it, it, you you kind of the bowl season and the way college football and the way these bowl games have gone, you really got to use nuance and context when you talk about them. Because we can be critical and do the whole, well, what did this conference do in a bowl game? This conference was this in bowl season. That could, dude, those days are dead. It's over. 
Because you don't know who the hell wants to be a part of these things anymore. And I'm watching last night going, man, there's somebody somewhere who's de- like their livelihood depends on what is what is happening in this game between Missouri and Ohio State. Penn State was favored coming into this game against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is leading at halftime. It's like, and we're not even at the big games yet. I'll, I'll be totally forthright with you. I have no idea which way to go with Alabama-Michigan. I'm pissed off it's not the national championship game. But I have no idea which way to go in that game. No clue whatsoever. And I'm thinking to myself, how difficult of a job must it be? There was was that show Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe where he would like do all these dirty jobs. And look, I've had awful jobs before. I've chronicled them on this show before many times here at Fox Sports Radio. Like, look, I mean, you want to know a difficult job or an unappetizing job? Try being the maintenance guy at Toys R Us. Not fun. Because you know what you're doing when you're the maintenance guy? You're not really fixing anything. You're just cleaning things. It's a fancy word for custodian. And so when you're cleaning up bathrooms and you're cleaning up diaper trays and dispensers that women put things in when they're going through some stuff. And if you're, you know, a man, maybe you, you, you miss and your aim is off one day. Who do you think's cleaning all that? I was cleaning all that. Brutal. All right. Try cleaning and being a janitor at an elementary school when you're 13, 14 years old because they offered the position. It was like, oh, I can make some money. My parents aren't giving me an allowance ever. So, okay, I'll just go get a job. No problem. Want to help us clean the kindergarten classrooms during summertime? Yeah, that'll be fun. You know, mid-July, Southern California heat. Go steam clean the carpet in a kindergarten room and ask yourself, what does that smell like? Where every nap time, somebody just thinks they're at home and they're like, ah, I'm not going to get to the bathroom anyway. Screw it. So I've had difficult jobs. None of them compared to what these gamblers are going through right now in bowl season. None of them. Good luck, man. Good luck trying to figure out why Syracuse should be favored against South Florida and they get wiped out 5,000 to nothing. Good luck. Good luck with all that. So while you're sitting here either enjoying or critiquing or complaining about bowl season, that's fine. Take your complaints elsewhere. Because the fact of the matter is, nobody's got it worse right now than anybody trying to make a buck betting on these bowl games because you have no clue what the hell you're getting from game to game. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. All right. You ever dated somebody with baggage? Like, you know that initially, right? It's not like this is something that usually pops up a year later two years later, three years down the road. It's like, oh, by the way, listen, happy fifth anniversary. I have two kids. Excuse you? Normally this stuff comes up right off the bat. So when you date somebody with baggage, that baggage is usually going to get heavy and it's usually going to weigh things down at some point in the relationship. Like if you meet somebody and it's like, well, listen, we get along great, but... You know, just got through a bad breakup, you know, has a kid like it just, you know, but hey, I really like him. Hope it works out. 
a year, two years later, all of a sudden, I can't hang out. I got the kid today. Or I can't hang out. I'm going to divorce court. Or I can't. It's like there's oh, you date somebody with baggage. Eventually, that baggage is going to weigh some things down. Sean Payton got into a relationship that had some baggage. All right. That baggage was Russell Wilson and that contract. All right. That is what is happening here. And eventually, like those other relationships, that baggage is going to weigh things down and it's going to come up and be a topic of conversation. And what do you know? We're not even at the new year and it has become a topic of conversation as Russell Wilson gets benched for Jared Stidham and Sean Payton is talking about they're looking for a spark when everybody knows, no, it's the injury guarantees. It's the contract. Russell Wilson spoke about it yesterday. That's really what's happening here. And it just goes back to the original issue from the start. When Sean Payton took that job, which by the way, what would have is the ideal job if not for the fact that the Chargers job was the one that he actually wanted, right? So we're looking at option two at best for Sean Payton. He wanted the Chargers job. But they brought back Brandon Staley. Sean Payton didn't want to wait around anymore. And so he decided, you know what? I'll just go take the Denver job. Had the Charger job been open, he wouldn't have even sniffed Denver. Might have used him as maybe some leverage, But Sean Payton wanted the Chargers gig. That's a fact. And so Sean Payton takes the job, and it's like, okay, there's some baggage here. It's a bad contract. Russell Wilson played awful last year. It was a disaster. You know, like, there there were signs throughout the whole process. When he's asked after he's being introduced, hey, what about Russell Wilson and his own parking space and his office and all that? Yeah, none of that will be here. Okay. Hey, um, so you like airing out and uh, and being frustrated over what happened last year and Nathaniel Hackett and all. It's like, well, well, yeah, like that was a sign. Frustrated by the baggage. Like airing out Russell Wilson on the sideline when everybody was up in arms and complaining. Well, I mean, there was no respect there. He's disrespecting Russell Wilson. Well, well, yeah, like he's airing him out and he's showing frustration because he was frustrated by the baggage at the start of this whole thing. That's how that works. It's like all of this stuff was leading to this point and it was eventually going to get here. Sean Payton didn't want to deal with this. And more importantly, the Denver Broncos didn't want to deal with Russell Wilson anymore. They realized at some point last year, Probably during the season, uh uh-oh, we made a mistake. Now, that's 100% on them. And anybody being critical of the Broncos and asking Russell to sit down, and if you're a fan of the Broncos and you're upset and you're frustrated by the handling of all this, and if it deters free agents or anybody else from wanting to deal with the Broncos because that's the way their front office works, all that stuff is fair. But it just goes back to the original issue from the start. There was major baggage there. Sean Payton inherited the problem. Like, he bought used instead of new. And there's some stuff that came up. And so now he's the guy who's got to feel the brunt of it, and he's got to wear it, and everybody else is complaining and taking shots at Sean Payton. And t- but he's got to be the fall guy here, and he's got to be the, the bug on the windshield because the Broncos made some mistakes and made a move last year that they regretted. 
But all of this leads back to Sean Payton. This wasn't part of his plan. This wasn't the ideal setup for him. He just inherited the problem. He inherited the baggage. And eventually, it was going to get way too heavy for everybody involved. And I'll say this. I don't think Sean Payton's long for that job. I've said it before. Maybe he comes back next year. But I could see Sean Payton looking around at, at what, the way the organization has handled things and what he took in when he took the job. And I could see Sean Payton saying, you know what? Screw this. I'm great at TV. I had fun working at Fox. I'll be back there and I'll go do my thing. I'm done with all this. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. And you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. And by the way, if it's called X, what does it matter? You know what I'm talking about. We're all on the same page here. All right, so we are going to have the usuals coming up later on. Uh, we're going to have another edition of Do You Care? We've got Knox Locks for Week 17. Massive week last week. Massive week. We are back on track. We will explain coming up towards the end of the show. We're also going to have our TGFG Game of the Week because we hand out awards on this show. Most people don't do that. Most people pick one night a year to hand out awards like the crummy Oscars where everybody's full of crap and fake. All right, God forbid somebody walks up on stage and slaps somebody else they get banned for 10 years. No banning here. No assault here. Just your fun, friendly award show that we're going to have every single week here during the football season. And we've got another one later on this hour. And again, it is all yours. A two-hour extravaganza here from the TireRack.com studios. But one coach in the NFL is sick of it. He's fed up. He's tired of it. And you will hear from him. That's next. Without a doubt, the most popular sports talk radio host on the island of Guam is Jonas Knox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast. Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studios, we are going to hand out an award. And look, this week was difficult because there are some interesting storylines heading into the NFL season or heading into the final weeks of the NFL season. So this one was a little bit difficult here, but we have to make difficult decisions sometimes. So we're going to hand out that award and that award will be yours coming up again uh, a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, quick update on a bowl game. The Peach Bowl. Ole Miss 20 to 17. They have a lead over Penn State uh, under 11 minutes left to go in the third quarter there. So uh, we're looking at uh, Ole Miss uh, looking like they're going to either attempt. Yeah, they'll attempt a long field goal here. Uh, So uh, the Ole Miss Rebels looking to extend their lead there at the Peach Bowl. Uh, I know one LeVar Arrington of uh, Up on Game, which you can hear before us every single Saturday. He is there obviously representing Penn State and uh, representing uh, uh, sticks the number 11 worn by LeVar in State College, and the kick is up and good. And by the way, uh, obviously I do the show with LeVar during the week, uh, two pros and a cup of joe. I just want you to know that we are all about loyalty, and we are all about staying by each other's side, no matter what. You know, it's like the old backdraft quote, you go, we go. And just so you are aware that we did pick every single bowl game against the spread this season. There were 41 to be exact. Nobody else has got the guts as I laid out to do so. So just to show you my loyalty for LeVar, who do you think I bet on in this game? Of course, Ole Miss, because that's the way that works. All right, so that's the way I'm going. I'm trying to win this thing, and loyalty can kiss my ass when it comes to our bowl pick. So uh, Ole Miss, an underdog heading into this game, now has a six-point lead, 23-17, under 11 minutes to go left in the third quarter. We'll keep you posted on that throughout the course of this show as well, too. All right, so there's a coach in the NFL who is fed up. He's had enough. Sick of it. Tired of it. Doesn't want to hear about it anymore. And I don't blame him. That coach is Kyle Shanahan. Because there's a lot of conversation now following the last time out for the San Francisco 49ers when they showed up on Christmas night and they showed up against the Baltimore Ravens and got absolutely stomped out. Now, that was one of of my Knox locks. I was not surprised by it. I thought it would be a little bit more competitive. But Brock Purdy had a bad game. And so as the quarterback, he's going to wear it a little bit. And Kyle Shanahan 
is a little bit annoyed and a little bit tired of having to discuss the four interception performance by Brock Purdy. And he said so with the media yesterday. Panthers. Yeah, he's great. I mean, it's, I think, uh, no offense to you, but I'm so exhausted talking about the interceptions from a game last game. But um, it's been like any other week. He, and like any other play, he goes through each play one at a time and tries to do it the best he can. The problem is, anytime Brock Purdy struggles, this is what's going to happen. Because Brock Purdy is the new Dak Prescott. Like, just so we're all clear here, he's the new Dak Prescott. Anytime Brock Purdy struggles, you're going to hear about it. Much like anytime Dak Prescott struggles, you're going to hear about it. Because there are people that are so committed to the take and so committed to the pushback they get from the fan bases on the take that anytime there's some sort of a sign of struggle or some sort of a sign that, hey, maybe I got this thing right from the beginning, they're going to jump up for joy and going to be shouting from the rooftops. That's the way this works. And so when Brock Purdy throws four interceptions in a game in primetime television, yes, bad game. Know who said it was a bad game? Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. Everybody acknowledges that. There were, there were the first interception, bad play. Kyle Shanahan said it this week, said it after the game. Sowed Brock Purdy. The other interceptions, deflections, bad luck, trying to chase it. Brock Purdy had, had you know, a pretty honest commentary. He said, listen, I got in my own head. I was trying to play a certain way and trying to play aggressive. And, and when you're doing that against a defense like that, you're going to struggle. Like they've admitted it. They've acknowledged it. And so here we are a week later and Kyle Shanahan still having to talk about it. Less than a week later. We're five days later, still having to discuss it. And the reason why he's having to discuss it is because he's got the new Dak Prescott on his hands. You remember the, like, this ought to tell you everything you need to know about Dak Prescott as a lightning rod for conversation in the NFL. This ought to tell you everything you need to know. First of all, he gets the the one-name treatment, which is reserved for the greats. Madonna, Cher, Prince, MJ, LeBron. You know, like, when people talk about Dak Prescott, they don't call him Dakota. They don't call him Prescott. They just call him Dak. He gets the one-name treatment. Why? Because he's always talked about. He was talked about so much And I've said this before. He helped carry us through a pandemic. I'm not even lying. Because once you got done with Tiger King and the Last Dance documentary, once you got done with all that, what were we talking about? What was out there? I know because I was still working every day. So what were we talking about? The contract negotiations between Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and whether he was going to get paid, and what they were going to do with the franchise tag, and was he deserving of a long-term contract, that guy carried us through a pandemic. And it wasn't even about games. It was just, is he legit, is he not? Brock Purdy's now Dak Prescott. Like, people that are fatigued with the Dak Prescott critique and criticism, people that have got that fatigue, they've now transitioned over to Brock Purdy. you got to pick one way or the other. 
I mean, well, listen, no, that four interception game, that is a referendum on who Brock Purdy is as a quarterback. And I got news for you. This is how this all works. He's, he could throw four interceptions against Washington this weekend. He could th- or throw four touchdowns against Washington this weekend. He could throw another four touchdowns the first game of the playoffs. And there will still be people that will bring up, yeah, but what about that Ravens defense? If he sees them again, this is how this works. And so Kyle Shanahan's tired of talking about it because he recognizes this is what I've got on my hands now. This is what I have to work with. Like, I've got to deal with the fact that there is going to be a magnifying glass on my quarterback every single week. Because people can't get it through their heads or can't just accept the fact that, yeah, the guy's pretty good. Well, yeah, he's pretty good, but he's not a franchise quarterback. Okay, well, I don't know. They seem to be, one, if not the best team, one of the best teams in the NFL. And they seem to be... Quarterback by the guy named Brock Purdy. I mean, you know, we can have this discussion all we want. We can argue about it all we want. I mean, I know who the Super Bowl favorite is, and it's the team that's quarterbacked by Brock Purdy. That's what I know. But no, no, no. What what about that three-game stretch? And see, he can't do it without help. Okay. All right. He can't do it without help. And and he got exposed. All right. Because everybody else played a great game against the Ravens. Like, everybody else played a great game. There were no issues anywhere else, no deflections, no nothing. It was if just, let's just focus on Brock Purdy. So congratulations for anybody who was fed up with Dak Prescott and tired of talking about Dak Prescott. You just move right along. You move right over to Brock Purdy, the brand new Dak Prescott of the NFL. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So we are going to hand out an award coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. But for all the latest around the world of sports. We turn it over to Martin Weiss. Jonas had a pretty big trade in the NBA. Finally, OG Ananobi was the subject of many trade rumors. Well, he's now a New York Knick as the Toronto Raptors are trading OG Ananobi, Malachi Flynn, Precious Achua to the Knicks for R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second-round pick. But wait! Uh, ESPN insider Adrian Wojnarowski says the Raptors also looking to move forward. Pascal Siakam looks like it's a fire sale in Toronto. Peace Bowl is midway through the third quarter. Ole Miss with a 23-17 lead over Penn State. The Music City Bowl, Auburn and Maryland. Oh, that looks like a touchdown for Maryland right there. Yep, it sure is. Maryland had a 7-0 lead. They just scored a touchdown to make it 13-0 extra point pending again in the Music City Bowl. In other college football news, speaking of Auburn, Colorado defensive coordinator Charles Kelly reportedly leaving uh, the Buffaloes to go join the Auburn Tigers coaching staff as a co-defensive coordinator. In the NFL, McCall Hardman at Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver just activated off of injury reserve ahead of Sunday's game at Cincinnati. The Jaguars activated offensive lineman Cam Robinson from injured reserve. The Green Bay Packers downgraded Eric Stokes to out for tomorrow's game against the Vikings due to a hamstring injury. You'll remember other cornerback Jair Alexander suspended for this game for his uh, 
Independence at the uh, coin toss <laughs> pregame uh, last week. By the way, one of the great one of the great stories of the NFL season. Guy shows up uninvited to do the coin toss because it's his hometown, and then almost costs them the ability to get the ball to start either half. I tell you what, Jonas, if I was a member of the Carolina Panthers, a team that has had many struggles this year, I would have been furious. What are you doing telling this guy the rules? Oh, he man. clearly doesn't know the rules. That's not my fault. The Panthers lost that game in overtime. Oh, out of so it's, good, uh, man. Out of it's furious. So uh, good. Miles Jack and defensive back Eric Rowe have been elevated from the Steelers practice squad. They play the uh, Seahawks tomorrow. And uh, this just came across the wire a couple minutes ago. The Boston Red Sox trading seven-time All-Star Chris Sale to the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta sends back infield prospect Vaughn Grissom and some cash. Chris Sale had to waive a no-trade clause for the deal to go through, but he's your newest Atlanta Brave. Jonas, back to you. Well, Martin, I got to ask you a question. Talk to me. Because I know you got a big game coming up. I know uh, how we feeling about uh, your Wolverines. The nerves are starting to set in, Jonas. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm they ready should. For this. I've been driving down. So I was driving down my tour. You see people walking down with the, the big block M on their chest. I'm like, man, it's really here. It's really going to happen. I'll say if it wasn't. If I didn't have already like this anxiety about the idea of Jim Harbaugh and preparing after a month against Nick Saban, I would feel so much better about it. Like everything to me is pointing that Michigan should win this game and at least cover the two because you know why? It stayed at one and a half for over like three weeks. Yeah. And all the reports are saying that all this money is pouring in on the Alabama side. So just from a gambler's aspect, you know what that tells me? It probably tells you the same thing, Jonas. I know you know your way around Vegas. You take the side that the money's not on, right? Because that's the side that Vegas wants to win. I'm not saying it's rigged, but I'm just saying that's how they set the lines. See, the problem with me is I'm pulled in so many directions on this because I, I love both programs, mostly because they piss so many people off. Like, I'm a big fan of that. Like, I, I always rooted for the bad guys in wrestling. I always rooted for the heels. Like, Ravishing Rick Rude is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like, he would put his opponent's wife's picture on his tights. Like, that. that's the kind of guy I like. I like a bad guy. And both of these programs elicit a lot of hate and negativity. So I'm a big fan when it comes to that. And when I'm looking at this game, I just have no I have no clue which way I'm 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 leaning because everything that tells me Man, Michigan's been been pretty consistent. They're going to be healthy. They've played big games. Uh, this is it. Feels like destiny. I want to see Jim Harbaugh prove so many people wrong that we're complaining about the sign stealing. And then it goes back to your point. Yeah, but Nick Saban's had a long time to prepare, and we know how that works. And they've got big game experience. And what it could be a season of destiny based on what they did in the SEC title game and the conclusion of the Iron Bowl. I just don't know which way I'm going yet. I really don't see. I- I'm going with Michigan, but I'll say this. I was high on Jalen Milrow to start the year, and I felt like I was the it, – it was blowing my mind. I'm like, I'm the only person, it felt like, in the national media who was saying that all, Alabama has a great shot to win the SEC. <laughs> and, and also, and also, what took him so long to name the starter? Like, what were they farting around for? It's like, dude, like, isn't this obvious? He has a dy- – there's a dynamic – 
aspect to Jalen Milrow that nobody else on Alabama had at quarterback. Absolutely. So I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand I was it. big on Milrow. I was big on Alabama. I won a ton of money when they won the SEC title game. And I just, if I had known that this would have been the end result back in September, oh. uh, yeah, I would have felt differently. But, yeah. you know, Jim Harbaugh is in rare form today at uh, at college, at the media day for uh, the Rose Bowl, or at least a media availability. Earlier today, he, was, he said uh, Jesus would have been a five-star recruit. And also... <laughs> Like Moses, he's going to die leaning on his on his staff, and he couldn't have a better staff to lean on. So yeah, well. you talk about uh, Jim Harbaugh being quirky. There you go. Yeah, that's a, uh, there's a, a lot of stories about Jim Harbaugh that have been out there that are uh, are very quirky. Uh, we're not even getting to the part that you know he drinks milk with his steak, which is very odd. But you know, nonetheless, he's a nervous bird. And I, I really, I, I want to know what Jesus's nil package would have looked like. No you kidding. Know, that, huh? That's my question. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, I mean, you know, if you go to church, you basically. Basically, are uh, you know helping it out every week when they hand out the uh, the donation tray. So, right. just, you know, everybody's involved in all that. So, uh, there it is. There's your update on the nerves of one Martin Weiss as he represents uh, Big Blue, uh, the Michigan Wolverines, as they get set for their big matchup with the Alabama Crimson Tide. It is Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we do have another edition of Do You Care coming up here, final one of 2023. So it's going to be a blockbuster. That'll be yours here a little over 12 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studio. But listen, we like to hand out awards on this show. All right, we're not waiting around for the ball to drop on tape delay three hours later and try and pretend like it's actual live television. No, 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 no. We we like to make awards happen on the spot, in the moment, every single week here on Fox Sports Radio. So without further ado, it is time for our Thank God for Gambling Game of the Week in the NFL. And it goes to... Panthers and Jaguars. Now, I got to be honest with you. There are some storylines here. Jacksonville is going to be starting C.J. Beathard at quarterback. And I know what you're saying. Well, I mean, if they're starting a backup quarterback against the worst team in the NFL, then clearly this is a TGFG game of the week. Well, not quite, because there are some storylines here. There are some developing situations. First of all, Jacksonville's in a dogfight for the AFC South. They've been a disappointment the entire time. I've said it. I think they're the saints of the AFC. Totally disappointing, and based on merit alone and underwhelming performances based on the preseason expectations, I don't think the Saints or the Jaguars deserve to represent their division in the playoffs. But both are still alive. Jacksonville's still in the lead, so a massive game for the Jaguars, and Trevor Lawrence is missing his first start since, like, the 1960s at quarterback for Jacksonville. And then Carolina's an awful team. But here's where things get interesting. You've got somebody who's watching with a lot of interest at the top of the draft being the Chicago Bears and being the Arizona Cardinals and maybe the New England Patriots and maybe even the Washington Commanders because Carolina's got to stay losing. And a backup quarterback getting the start for Jacksonville means Carolina does have a better opportunity to win this game. The point spread has dropped. It was at six, six and a half, depending on where you look. Now we're seeing that the Jacksonville Jaguars are still a four-point favorite. It's at home. It's in Jacksonville. It's at Everbank Stadium. I don't, you know, the weather looks like it's going to be in the high 50s. Not sure how many people are going to be swimming in the pool in the top deck. But nonetheless, we've got to give it to somebody. So by default, we're going to go with the worst team in the the NFL at a team starting a backup quarterback for the first time since they drafted their franchise quarterback. So with that, 
Our TGFG Game of the Week, our Thank God for Gambling Game of the Week, goes to the Panthers at the Jaguars because if not for gambling, nobody's watching this piece. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. And again, you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. So coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, it is another edition of Do You Care? And in fact, it is the final of 2023, and it's yours here on FSR. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up top of next hour, we'll call it 15 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. There is a an event taking place in the world of football this weekend that does bring back one of my favorite memories of somebody getting completely scammed. If you want to hear an all-time football scam job, I've got it for you. That'll be happening here in about 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, a quick reminder before we get to another edition of Do You Care? That shortly after our show, the podcast will be going up. So if you missed any of today's show, including earlier this hour, where we talked about the most difficult job in all of football, and it's happening this weekend, and we talked about somebody who got into a relationship filled with baggage in the NFL 
Make sure you check that podcast out. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to, and this is the most important part, follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. You'll see this show posted right after we get off the air. I will also tweet out a link to, to the podcast as well, too, after we get off the air. Last show of 2023. Let's do it big at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. But right now, it is time for this. There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Nah. Let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do you care? I don't care. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Bo Benson, to find out what the hell people have been talking about all week. Bo? So uh, the Toronto Raptors are sending OG Ananobi and some uh, other pieces to the Knicks for R.J. Barrett and uh, Emmanuel Quickly. Jonas, do you care? No, God, no. Listen, uh, we're in the midst of college football playoff weekend. You got NFL games filled to the brim tomorrow. Like, there's a lot going on. Listen, I admire the NBA doing their best to try and stir up some interest. I I get it. You know, like, they they were really hoping the Pistons would have beaten the Celtics the other night because, you know, they would have, you know, would have been first time they've won a game since, like, 1985. And I, I get all that. But the problem is... People are watching these bowl games. People are watching the NFL storylines. They're watching Russell Wilson and Sean Payton break up on national TV. There's too much going on. A cute move by the NBA. Congrats to the Raptors and the Knicks for making the trade happen. But no, I'm out. Next. Uh, Fire Day was trending on Twitter within minutes of Ohio State's loss to Missouri last night. Of course, that referencing Ryan Day, Ohio State's coach. Uh, Jonas, do you care? No, not really. (laughs) I don't care. uh, The part of this that, that is comical is that this assertion that oh my god they've they've got to move on from Ryan Day there is a problem of Ryan Day has got to go they've got to move on from Ryan Day and I'm looking around I'm going okay so let me get this straight because I I just want to be clear on this the guy's been coaching at Ohio State since 2018 so he's got a six-year sample size and he's lost eight games but apparently he's got to go. All right. Apparently that 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 is that is grounds for termination. He's got to go. No more Ryan Day at Ohio State. Uh, Ryan Day, you have to go. We want no. It's like, dude. At some point, you got to calm down. You got to recognize you didn't have a lot of key pieces in that game last night. Yes, it was ugly. Yes, it was brutal. I get all that. But he is going to be judged based on what happens next year against Michigan and in bigger games than that. And that's just a fact. Next. Yeah, with the playoff expanding, you're never not making it again. So uh, calm yeah, down, everybody. They just people can't like they have no there's no. That's but that's why college football is great because fan bases are unreasonable. Yeah, I mean, just insane people. For for Christ's sake, you had a guy poison a tree and kill it, <laughs> and call in uh, and brag about it on radio. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? Uh, Spurs rookie Victor Wembanyama he didn't hold back when asked to uh, describe Las Vegas. Uh, he said it's the closest thing we have to a dystopia, and that he was not a fan. <laughs> Jonas, do you care? I mean, well. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. Welcome to Vegas. Like, what do you, I mean, like, like, Hey Victor, look, I I know that you, like the last time you were there, you had some sort of an altercation with Britney Spears or something like that. I I forget the details on that. Like his, you know, his, a security guard, like pushed her or something like that. I get all that. 
But, dude, if you really want to get confused, why don't you ask those guys that are slapping paper against their hands on the street what's in that paper and open that bad boy up? You know, because for like 50, 75 bucks, you could have a guest come to your room. And then the next thing you know, that whole trip takes a turn. Just saying. Like, there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of options there. And I can't even imagine what Super Bowl week is going to be like. Next. The uh, the Pop-Tarts Bowl did, in fact, feature an edible mascot uh, who was lowered into a toaster like Arnold at the end of Terminator 2 and uh, then consumed by the Kansas State Wildcats who won that bowl game. Uh, Jonas, do you care? Yeah, I do, because I I feel like we were sold a bill of goods. Like The problem is, I don't know many toasters where you put something in the top and it comes out of the bottom. Normally, that's the the tray where you're like getting rid of the crumbs or the stuff left over. It's like you couldn't figure out a way to like have the edible version of the mascot come back up through the top after you put it. It's like, I, I feel like they got to, they got to step their game up there. And the fact that pop tarts got all this love again, when everyone recognized, man, you know what? I haven't had a pop tart in a long time. I mean, the campaign, the marketing was brilliant, but I was really disappointed with the execution of the actual giant toaster and the edible mascot. Let's go live. Do I have a thought on eating mascots insider Chris Perfett for the latest? That's, Chris? that's your problem with it. That's your problem is that it came out the wrong side of the toaster and not yeah. that we have simulated and eating accurate. a living that thing was living dancing it was sentient it was alive Jonas it was alive and we ate it we yeah. ate it I mean listen have you seen the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary that stuff happens <laughs> look around find it on Netflix you think I'm making that up next uh, Lane Kiffin apparently uh, had a low-level Ole Miss staffer create a fake Twitter profile of a uh, Penn State fan who then tweeted out like four separate uh, tweets trashing Ole Miss that he then retweeted in order to motivate his team uh, it appears to be working because they're up big on a uh, Penn State right, right now <laughs> so uh, Jonas do you care yes because I, I, just love, love, it. I love I love it. how blue blatant like if everybody's acknowledging twitter is a cesspool because it is like if anybody's not not familiar with twitter it is a cesspool much like much of social media like the idea that somebody is now going to be like all right well I guess I'll just swim in the mud, too, and make up some stories. You know, I'll make some fake stuff up and just roll with that to try and piss my team off. I think it's great. I want to see more of that. Next. The uh, Ravens will honor Ray Rice as their legend of the game against the Dolphins tomorrow. Uh, Do you care? I mean... Yeah. And that's uh, the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do, do you I like think, it. Do you think they're hoping this will give the team a kick? I, I Oh, come need? on, Bo. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I just, um, look, man, <laughs> that was that was really a tipping point for the NFL. And it, it is not a laughing matter, but the, uh, the, the fact that, you know, the Ravens are like, well, it's been long enough. Mm, pretty sure you can still find the video, though. You know, like, uh, pretty sure you could still find that video. Uh, I just, it is, uh, it is an interesting move. I'll say that, uh, it is a little, um, a little strange, but nonetheless, I'm curious to see how that lands for many people in, in the, uh, many media members throughout the course of this weekend. Next, uh, your move, Buffalo Bills, uh, oh, Taylor geez. Swift's brother gifted Travis Kelsey, a VHS copy of little giants for Christmas. Uh, I guess he had it in his sack and everything. Jonas, do you care? No, not really. I don't um, care. First of all. And and I'm not trying to insult anybody like, listen, all due respect to Rick Moranis and and I'm a big Rick Moranis fan. That movie stunk. It stunk out loud. It wasn't believable. None of those kids could actually play. And I would love I would love for somebody to be honest about that. Do you love Selena? Like really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So it does bring back some memories. I will say that. It does bring back some memories in the world of college football. And most importantly, the world of screwing over somebody in the world of college football. We will get into that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And no matter where you are, making us a part of your Saturday afternoon. We appreciate you doing so. One last time in 2023, we take you all the way up until the end of the hour, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific, and we do so live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So we were talking about this a little bit earlier, obviously with the big games coming up on Monday, on New Year's Day, and really, really fun matchups i'm actually looking more forward to the matchups this year than i was last year and i don't know why that is and i think that look texas washington obviously they weren't there but you know the michael Penix story in washington and caleb DeBoer and what he's done there with the huskies and steve sarkeesian and having texas back i mean it does set up for really uh, uh the potential of a lot of disappointment for texas and then over on the flip side of things and by the way, speaking of unreasonable fan bases, the Texas Longhorns, my God. But over on the other side of things, we were talking about Alabama and Michigan earlier. And 
I'm really torn because I love both uh, programs. I love both coaches. And I just like the fact that they elicit so much negativity and dislike and how uncomfortable Alabama makes everybody feel when they're in the room and how uncomfortable Jim Harbaugh makes everybody feel when they're in the room, proverbially speaking. Okay. But it does bring back some memories, right? When I think about one of the great screw jobs, and it happens to involve Alabama, and coincidentally enough, it happens to involve Texas, and it happens to involve the Rose Bowl. So back in 2009, 2010, Alabama and Texas met in the Rose Bowl. And back then, I was actually working and doing radio in South Carolina, But obviously, because it's the South, you cover a lot of college football. That was pretty much, you know, the the nuts and bolts of everything that we did, especially during the fall. And so it was all college football. It was SEC. It was ACC. And the fact that you had Alabama, an SEC team, obviously from the South, going all the way to L.A. to play in the Rose Bowl, that kind of, you know, piqued my interest because born and raised in Southern California, but living in the South, covering college football in the South, I you know a lot of people would ask me, so what's it like, the Rose Bowl, so on and so forth. So I remember we were at the, <laughs> we were in Alabama and we were staying at a place called, I believe it was the Ross Bridge R- Resort, I believe. And it was in Leeds, Alabama, which is not far from Birmingham, Alabama. And the reason we were in Birmingham is because we were covering South Carolina's bowl game. They were playing a bowl game against UConn, a bowl game they would go on to get absolutely wiped out in. It was awful. And South Carolina fans were devastated. But I remember we were staying at the resort or the hotel, and I was talking with one of the guys who worked there. And I was just like, yeah, so uh, so who's your team? He goes, oh, Alabama. Big Alabama fan. I was like, oh, nice. They got a you know big one. They're playing a national championship. He goes, yeah, I'm going to be out there. I was like, you're going. No kidding. He goes, yeah. Said, uh, nice. Well, you know, I'm from Southern California. So, so what? What's your uh, like? What does the travel arrangement look like? He said, oh man, we got we got it hooked up. We got a sweet deal. Got everything lined up. I said, okay. Well, yeah. You staying in Pasadena? He goes, no, 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 no. We're flying into San Diego. We rented a car, and then we're driving up there, and then we're going to get uh, back to the hotel. I was like. Staying in San Diego? Yeah. Like, why? Well, that was like, you know, we talked to the travel agency and the, the you know, the agent uh, hooked us up with like this sweet deal. Like, dude, do you know what traffic's going to be like at that time to get up to the Rose Bowl? Because keep in mind, it was a national championship. It was a Monday. It was not a holiday. It was a Monday. And the game was kicking off at five o'clock. It's like, when do you plan on getting up there? Oh, you know, we'll leave a couple hours before the game. I was like, yeah, you probably got to leave a little bit sooner than that. And if I were you, I'd look into getting a hotel closer to the venue. Not quite staying in San Diego. And so the fact that Alabama and Texas are in the are in the semifinals and the fact that Alabama's back at the Rose Bowl, I just hope, hope that poor bastard didn't fall for the scam again of somebody trying to sell him on why you should stay in San Diego, which is a two to three hour drive, depending on traffic, to get to the Rose Bowl so that you can go watch your favorite team play. So if you're one of those people making the trek out to one of these big bowl games, plan accordingly because there are some scam artists that are out there. Do your research, study up on it, but no matter what, they will figure out a way to get to these games. 
That's the one thing you could say about a lot of these fan bases, especially the four that are playing in the semifinals. They will figure out a way to get to those games, and they are going to be fun ones. As the point spreads would indicate, you are looking at what could be a close contest between Michigan and Alabama and also Texas and Washington. And Washington, by the way, also feels very disrespected. Very disrespected at, at, at how the feeling is that they are sort of the last team on the rung of teams that are actually legitimate national championship contenders. So that is also something to look into as we get you set for the college football playoff into the national championship uh, in the world of college football. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. So there is a, uh, a storyline that is developing in the NFL that is at least something to watch. It's at least something to watch. ESPN's Dan Graziano reported that the Washington Commanders are very interested in trading up to take Caleb Williams. Oh, you don't say. No kidding. So is every other team that doesn't have a quarterback in the NFL. You know, like so is every other team. But while a lot of the conversation this week has been about Russell Wilson being benched and Jared Stidham getting the start and Sean Payton and all that stuff, people have kind of not really paid enough attention to what is happening in Washington, where it feels like they have made their decision on Sam Howell. They've also made their decision on what's going to happen with Ron Rivera. And it's why I said at the time on Black Friday when everyone was talking about, you know, man, uh, Ron Rivera, you know, sold out Jack Del Rio. He gets fired. He's the scapegoat, blah, blah. It's like, dude, I think Ron Rivera told Jack Del Rio then, hey, man, we're all getting clipped at the end of this thing. Why don't you go spend the holidays with your family? It's over. I think they knew back then that it was over. And so the Washington Commanders reportedly are very interested in moving up to take Caleb Williams. Well, no kidding. Here's the part that is going to be fascinating to watch down the stretch. If, if the Chicago Bears end up picking number one overall, which still I'm saying is a big if. And if you just look ahead, say Carolina loses to Jacksonville, which is the projection, even though C.J. Beathard is starting, Carolina's underdogs there. Carolina's last game of the year is against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who can clinch the division if they win this weekend against New Orleans. If Tampa's already clinched the division, how many starters are actually going to be playing in Week 18? So if you're a Bears fan or you are one of these other teams that's thinking about possibly making a move to pick at number one or, man, hopefully uh, the Bears fall back and we've got enough. If, like, if you're one of these other teams, keep an eye on that one. Because if Tampa Bay has nothing to play for in week 18, why the F would they play any of their starters? Sit them a week, get healthy. You're going to be hosting a playoff game. It's probably going to look a lot like last year's playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys win. It could even be the Dallas Cowboys, much like last year's playoff game. But at least get healthy. You've got a veteran team and get ready for that playoff game, which means Carolina could be playing against a bunch of backups the final week of the season. But let's just play this out the way many people projected to play out and what the percentages would say, which is 90-something percent says Carolina's picking number one and that pick goes to the Chicago Bears. I find it hard to believe that Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, with another opportunity to pick number one in the draft, is just going to pass up on the opportunity to take a quarterback 
and just continue on with the one that he inherited. We opened up the show talking about Sean Payton inheriting Russell Wilson. There was some baggage there. Like, this baggage doesn't have the financial ramifications that the Russell Wilson stuff does, but that Bears regime, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, who knows what's happening with Matt Eberflus at the end of this year, I find it hard to believe that Ryan Poles is going to have another opportunity to draft a quarterback one overall, somebody that is considered to be a generational talent, much like a Trevor Lawrence or an Andrew Luck or a John Elway, and is just going to say, nah, we'll trade back. We'll just continue to ride with Justin Fields, who has improved. He has played well in stretches. I just don't see that being the case. So while everybody is sitting here looking around going, man, could Justin Fields play? Like, look, he could play really well the final two weeks of the season. What's interesting is that he's got the Falcons coming up tomorrow. And I've said it and I've been on record. I think that's a landing spot for Justin Fields. If you were to ask me to uh, put money on where does Justin Fields end up next year if he's not a bear? I think he ends up in Atlanta with the Falcons. He grew up there, played high school ball about 45 minutes outside of Atlanta. They need a dynamic quarterback. It's clear that's the spot that they're missing the most on offense. When you look at how that team is built, they've got a pretty good defense. They've got weapons on the outside. Justin Fields would make a lot of sense with the Atlanta Falcons. But while everyone's saying, man, Justin Fields could prove a lot these last two weeks, I think the decision has been made. I think if there's an opportunity to draft a quarterback, there's no way Ryan Poles passes a second year in a row to ride with the guy that he inherited. I just don't see it happening. Much like what happened with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson in Denver and him deciding, I don't want to move on with whoever I took in. I don't want to deal with the baggage any longer. I just wonder if Ryan Poles and the Bears look at this and go, we inherited him, we appreciate it, but let's move him in the offseason. Let's acquire some draft capital and let's go with Caleb Williams or whoever they pick at number one if they end up picking for the Carolina Panthers coming up in April. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, a lot of positive feedback here on the show at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. That is at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, where you can find all of the uh, positive feedback here. Uh, by the way, David writes in Jay off. Joni is the failed, broke and untalented version of Rusty Wilson. How about Scott Shapiro pulls a Sean Payton and ship you out on your <laughs> so you can get back to making more TikToks like Rusty? You F-bag. Brian writes in, You're as useless as one of these bleep and irrelevant bowl games. Get back to your vomit bag material, like what are the top spots or sports of 2023, followed by what New Year's wish do you have for your favorite team? Bleep. Derek writes in, Joni the bleep, couldn't imagine anything better than being ravaged like the soy boy you are in between Jim Harbaugh and the shrimp Nick Saban at that bleep hole bleep world. You bleep bleep. I mean, so what? At the Jonas Knox on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter is where you can find the unedited versions of all of those tweets uh, and have fun um, dissecting. Uh, just sort of uh, what each of those means and what I did to elicit that sort of response. Uh, all right. So uh, coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, though, we're going to talk about somebody who has done something impressive in the NFL, even if 
They are not acknowledged for it. We are going to acknowledge it, and we're going to do it next here on Fox Sports Radio. Boom, Tetris for Jonas. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, nothing says that we've transitioned away from holiday music more than Rage Against the Machine on a Saturday afternoon. Freedom. Uh, that'll be, uh, that'll be uh, you know, something to uh, pay close attention to, to the, uh, you know, starch differences or stark differences, rather, between the holiday music and the concoction of music that comes up on Fox Sports Radio throughout the course. Should, of, should uh, I have tried to ease days. us in with some Trans-Siberian Orchestra or something? Yeah. We're Take fine. us out a little That's bit easier. Fine. I, I like the drastic approach. You know, just uh, it's like, you know, like if, if it were me and it wouldn't be me because I'm not good enough. Like I've tried to be a tech producer before. I'm awful. Nobody like the two things that I'm terrible at are wrapping gifts and tech producing. Like I tried to do it. Nobody worse. One of the worst ever at both. 
It's like I see people like when they're handing out gifts and the wrapping job looks so good. And I'm like, why can't I do that? Like, why am I why do I have the inability to do that? I can't measure it right. I can't tape it right. I can't fold it right. It always breaks open. It's because also I'm using like 99 cent store Dollar Tree uh, wrapping paper. So it always breaks at the corner of like boxes if you're wrapping them. But like that and tech producing. But if, if I were good enough to be a tech producer, I'll say this. At the stroke of midnight, December 26, I'd come right out of the gate with hate breed. I will be heard. Like, I would come right out of the gate. Hate breed's that, a good choice. Yeah, that or, you know, Ramstein or something that would really wake people up to the fact that, like, oh, my God, it's the 26th now. Christmas is over. But again... I'm not good enough, so I will not be doing that. But nonetheless, uh, happy post-Christmas to everybody out there. Our final show of 2023, and it's been a fun one. And we got a little bit more time to play with, all right? Because coming up in about 10 minutes from now, how about a feel-good story in the NFL? Somebody in the NFL, a quarterback, finally getting a break. Finally getting a little bit of a break and a little bit of an opportunity. And we'll tell you who that is coming up here in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. So there is an NFL game coming up later on tonight. And the NFL knows how to work this thing. They know how to groove it. And it's actually a fun one. It's a good game. Lions-Cowboys coming up later on. And right now, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings, Dallas is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, both of these teams are playoff teams. The Dallas Cowboys are looking for a get-right opportunity. They were shellacked in Buffalo. They lost a heartbreaker to the Miami Dolphins, and now they're coming back home where they have been great at home all year long, and they've got the Detroit Lions who have been a really good road team and has traveled really, really well. And what's going to be fun about this is there will be a lot of Lions fans there. There will be a lot of Lions fans there in Dallas to see them play during a holiday week on a Saturday night. So this is actually a fun game and a good game coming up later on tonight. Whether it plays out that way, who knows? I personally feel like Dallas is in a bounce back spot here. And maybe there's a little bit of a letdown for the Detroit Lions. But let me just speak on this. All right, because I want to say this. That sometimes it's more impressive to not be impressive. And what I mean by that is... The expectations would tell you you're supposed to do this. So when you do it, it's really not all that impressive. It's like people that say, well, I'm a great dad. Well, yeah, I'd hope so. Like, uh, so you imagine coming home to your wife and being like, hey, guess what? Didn't have an affair today. Sweet. Uh, you, you want beer or like, what do you, what do you want? Like, what do you, like, I don't know. What are you getting at? Like, are you telling me that you did yesterday and today's like, I don't understand. It's like, hey, guys, guess what? Good news. What's that? Didn't drive drunk today. How about you? Huh? Here, take my keys then. Oh, man. It's like, dude, like, well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, sometimes it's more impressive to not be impressive. And I say all that to say this. If you're the Detroit Lions and you're a Detroit Lions fan, and you're that fan base, and you're upset about the fact that Kevin Stefanski is now the overwhelming favorite to be coach of the year, dude, take the compliment. Like, I I would take that as a compliment. First and foremost, 
what Kevin Stefanski has done with the Cleveland Browns is impressive because they've had how many different quarterbacks? I mean, they gave Massage Watson $230 million guaranteed. The guy's hardly played. And when he has played, he hadn't played all that well. Joe Flacco was hanging out with his kids like six weeks ago, and now he's got them in the playoffs with an incentive-based contract for every time he wins and every step of the playoffs they get into. So the Cleveland Browns are back in the playoffs with all of the issues they've had at quarterback. Nick Chubb going down with an injury. Nick Chubb, one of the unsung heroes of the NFL. A guy who's really been the workhorse with that team through all of their quarterback carousel. The, the Baker Mayfield fallout. All of that stuff. Nick Chubb's been the constant. He's been out with an injury. They're in the most difficult division in the NFL. Or at least the most competitive. And Cleveland's in the playoffs. Like, yeah, by definition... Coach of the year should go to the person who did the best with the most difficult circumstance, and that would be the Cleveland Browns. The fact that Dan Campbell's not going to win coach of the year is a compliment. It means that not only have they done their job, but they met expectations, expectations that the Lions have not had for a long-ass time. They were expected to win the NFC North. Everyone saw what they were building there. It's been a slow build. They've done it differently than everybody else. We've talked about it on this show. It's why it's been so much fun to watch, because they've done it differently. We're going to build through the draft in the trenches. We're going to bring back some of our legends, and we're going to have them be a part of this whole thing. And we're also going to take a quarterback who's his former team couldn't wait to move on from, and we're going to make that guy another a viable option as a starter in this league again, to where they're talking about contract extensions. Everything Detroit has done has been brilliant. And Dan Campbell, a guy everybody laughed at, and everybody mocked when he first got the gig, well, okay, this is like a one- or two-year guy, and then we move on. He's one of the, done one of the better coaching jobs of the year and of the past couple of years. But everyone saw what they were building. They saw the momentum. They saw where this thing was heading last year. When they went into Lambeau Field a game that would have been a win-and-get-in opportunity for the Lions if not for Seattle winning their game earlier in the day. And you would assume, all right, well, that's a team that, hey, their playoff hopes have been dashed. Maybe they come out and they lay an egg. And they didn't. They came out and they stomped out Green Bay in Aaron Rodgers' final game at Lambeau Field. That ought to tell you everything you needed to know about where the organization was headed and what they were doing and where Dan Campbell had them. So when you came into this season, the expectation was that's the best team in the division. They're going to win the NFC North. So the fact that they actually did it is impressive because that's what they should have done. The Bears are in the middle of a rebuild. The Vikings have all sorts of question marks. I mean, they they just now determined who their starting quarterback was going to be, and apparently it ain't Josh Dobbs. It's going to be a rookie in, in what is a pivotal must-win situation for Minnesota, and Green Bay's turned the reins over to Jordan Love. Like, every, like the division's kind of in flux. And the one team who's been on the build and been ascending this entire time has been the Lions. The fact that Dan Campbell's not going to get coach of the year, that is a compliment. What do they always say about LeBron James? What is the most... The two things that you say about LeBron James, you could be a LeBron hater or take shots at him and look, he does a lot of things that are annoying. He does. I mean, people could say, no, like his behavior is a little bit weird sometimes. It's odd. It's annoying. Borderline douchey. Like it is. 
But the two things that you can never deny LeBron James, outside of the fact that he's a great player, is his health and his physical conditioning over the 20 years that he's been in the league, we've never seen before. You talk about durability, we've never seen it before in the NBA, ever. And people can critique load management and whatnot. Nobody has done it to that level for that long and had no serious season-ending injury like LeBron James has. Now, depending on who you talk to, maybe it's not not all in the up and up. I'm just saying. Like, depending on who you talk to, some people speculate. But nonetheless, you cannot take that away from him. And the other thing you can't take away from him, he has lived up to and exceeded the expectations. Like, there's been a lot of the next Jordan, the next MJ. Who's the next guy? Remember Harold Miner? He was baby Jordan. Remember him? Oh, he's baby Jordan. Never lived up to the expectations. It's too hard to. Even Michael Jordan's own sons never lived up to the expectations. Well, I mean, unless, you know, you know, like off the, off the court. You know what I mean? Like, there's, you know, just saying. You know, the Jordans and Pippins, like, there's a lot going on there. But point is... LeBron James has, and then some, which is what makes it so impressive, because he was projected to be the, the heir apparent, the next king, and he's done that. So you give him credit for it, because he's lived up to that. I give the Lions not credit for having the coach of the year, but for living up to expectations like they should have. And to me, that is as impressive, if not more impressive, than somebody turning around what Kevin Stefanski has done in Cleveland. So Dan Campbell may not win coach of the year, and I don't think he's going to, and I don't think he should. I'd give it to Stefanski too. But it doesn't downplay the job that he's done when everybody said they were on the rise, this was a team that was going to be the team to beat in that division, and they've done exactly that. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, and you can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. All right, so we are going to talk about a feel-good story in the world of football. That'll be yours coming up here momentarily. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Martin Weiss. Got some big trades today, both in basketball and baseball. Start with basketball first. OG Ananubi, Malachi Flynn, and Precious Chatua are the newest members of the New York Knicks as the Toronto Raptors make a trade. The Knicks sending back R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second-round draft pick. Adrian Wojnarowski uh, says the Raptors also looking to move forward. Pascal Siakam. The Boston Red Sox trading seven-time All-Star Chris Sale to the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta sends back infield prospect Vaughn Grissom and Cash. Sale had to wave a no trade clause for the deal to go through. Got two college football games in action right now. The Peach Bowl, Ole Miss running it up on Penn State. Past the sticks, uh, 38-17. to 17. That's a 21-point margin. 5-15 left in the fourth quarter. Ole Miss with the lead. Uh, if they hang on to win this thing, this will be the first time in Ole Miss history they have 11 wins. People say bowl games don't matter. Auburn and Maryland, the Terrapins have a 21-7 lead over the Tigers. And other college football news, Colorado defensive coordinator Charles Kelly reportedly joining this Auburn coaching staff next season as a co-defensive coordinator. Top 25 matchup in college basketball, number 10 Marquette and number 22 Creighton. Marquette with a three-point lead, 54-51 to with 7.37 left in the second quarter. And uh, 
in the NFL. Kansas City Chiefs have just activated McCall Hartman from injured reserve ahead of Sunday's game against Cincinnati. The Jaguars activate Cam Robinson from injured reserve. Uh, Green Bay Packers will be down two cornerbacks as uh, Eric Stokes downgraded to out uh, for tomorrow's game against the Vikings with a hamstring injury. Uh, Also, Jair Alexander, uh, he's going to be out due to his... uh, Coin toss behavior. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. He snuck out on the field and almost bungled the coin toss for the Packers last week, so he's not playing this week. Uh, linebacker Miles Jack and Eric Rowe, defensive back, have been elevated from the Steelers practice squad ahead of Sunday's game with the Seahawks. Speaking of the Seahawks, uh, Per Brady Henderson, the Seahawks are, re- are releasing former three-time Pro Bowl linebacker Frank Clark today. Clark had been a healthy scratch for two of the last three games and three of the nine games since the Seahawks re-signed him. You may remember he started the season with the Denver Broncos. Jonas, back to you. Yeah, and Frank Clark was one of those you know, moves that was hap- that took place in October around the same time Russell Wilson was approached by the team. So, like, anybody that's, like, up in arms over this approach by Denver, dude, follow the tea leaves. This was happening earlier in the year. No, I they, mean... They were laying the groundwork. Jonas, it happened... All of this was in play the moment that Sean Payton signed the contract. And I don't yeah. understand why everybody's all up in arms about it. It seems to me very much to be the business of the NFL. Yeah, of course. That's why it's funny when everybody, uh, you know, takes the owner sides in these... Uh, player owner disputes over contracts and CBAs and all that stuff. And it's always interesting to me. Uh, it is uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you to Martin Weiss uh, doing a fine job here on FSR. So coming up in, uh, we will call it about 12 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. We're going to have another edition of Knox Locks, a massive week last week. We've got two to play with, trying to avoid some dubious history here on the show. So we'll get the very latest on that for you coming up again in 12 minutes from now. But right Right now, it is time for the progressive play of the day. Dart looks to the sidelines, and now is ready again. Judkins is back in there. The throw over the middle, and Judkins, he catches it, spins, and dives into the end zone. Nobody picked him up out of the backfield. And Lane Kiffin, Charlie Weiss dialed up a good one. David Kellum from Learfield on the call. That is the progressive play of the day. Ole Miss putting a beat down on Penn State up 38-17, under five minutes to go in the game there at the Peach Bowl. But that is your progressive play of the day, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, so just want to quickly point this out. This is a feel-good story, all right? Because a lot of people were disappointed to see the end of the Tommy DeVito era with the New York Giants. Because, you know, I mean, kind of kind of swept the nation. You know, a lot of people doing the, I believe it's called a Chavoy or a Cavoy, you know, where you put your hands together, you do the pinching symbol. All right, I looked it up. I think it's like Cavoy, but whatever it is, who cares? We all know what it means. And it was fun to watch. And Tommy DeVito came out and he played pretty good football. And there was a lot of people that were, you know, making jokes about, oh, who's this DeVito guy? Of course, he threw like negative seven yards his first appearance. And then they actually won some games and his family was there. And then there was that whole issue with the appearance fee and his agent was doing interviews and he was going into the Italian Sports Hall of Fame. Like a lot of it, like it was a really fun, feel good story for the New York Giants. But can I tell you what's a better story? Tyrod Taylor. Because no quarterback has had it worse than Tyrod Taylor when it comes to luck in the NFL. 
Now, he's getting his opportunity to be the Giants starter again. They've made the decision. The problem is they've got Aaron Donald and the Rams coming up tomorrow. But nonetheless, let's just focus on the positive stuff here. So Tyrod Taylor, who might I add is a Super Bowl champion. Guy won a Super Bowl in Baltimore. Yes, he was the backup, but he was on that team in Baltimore. So Tyrod Taylor goes to Buffalo. He inexplicably, in the middle of a playoff run, gets benched for Nathan Peterman, who goes to quote-unquote L.A. to play the Chargers when they were playing at that soccer stadium. And Nathan Peterman throws like five interceptions in the first half. And then the Bills realize, oh, maybe we should go back to Tyrod Taylor. Okay, that'll work. So he leaves Buffalo. He goes to Cleveland. And what happens in Cleveland? He gets injured, and then Baker Mayfield's brought in the game, and then the Browns finally win a game, and next thing you know, Bud Light fridges are opening up around the country because the Browns hadn't won in like 20 years. So Baker Mayfield had the job, and there was no looking back. Then he goes to the Chargers, is the starting quarterback for the Chargers, and gets stabbed by the trainer which leads to Justin Herbert taking over and Justin Herbert being the franchise quarterback and getting paid 200-something million dollars ever since. Guy legitimately got stabbed by a member of the training staff. Now, probably not intentional, but you got to be careful with those needles. They got a mind of their own sometimes. So he leaves there and he goes, all right, finally I'm going to get a chance. I'm going to go to the Houston Texans. And if anybody remembers the 2021 Houston Texans, the David Coley year, it was pretty much Deshaun doesn't want to be here. We're just trying to figure this thing out. They were awful. And then he comes to the Giants and he's behind Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones gets injured and then Tyrod Taylor's got to sit behind the Italian Jeremy Lin who went on a, went on a run like we've never seen before. Like every, I mean, it was pandemonium. Like the Jeremy Lin stuff in New York with Madison Square Garden was great to watch. Then Tommy DeVito steps in and, and people can't get enough. Like they're doubling his appearance fees. They're like, everybody's in the crowd. I mean, it, it, it brought back the, I mean, Italians everywhere were rejoicing and Tyrod Taylor couldn't catch a break. So the fact that he's finally getting an opportunity after going through a decade of that in the NFL, yes, it may be a short-term thing. Yes, it might only be a couple of games, but the fact that Tyrod Taylor is going to have an opportunity to show his worth down the stretch, I think is a good thing. I'm happy for Tyrod Taylor. So while everybody's crying about the Tommy DeVito benching and upset about the fact that we no longer have that and have that fun story to monitor there's a better story and it's tyrod taylor going through a decade of bad luck in the nfl to finally get a chance again final two weeks of the season for the new york giants jonas knox here fox sports radio get me on twitter at the jonas knox at the jonas knox on twitter and you can hang out with us as always on the iheart radio app so coming up next here we're going to put a bow on this bad boy for one final time it is knox locks in 2023 and it's yours here on fsr do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of tejano 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studios, it'll be Monsi Bolaños and Alex Curry will be taking over the airwaves. She probably doesn't want me to say this, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I do what I want. Yeah. Listen, Monsi got a lot of heat from a lot of lazy asses who don't actually listen to things in totality. They just take a little snippet and run with it. And you know who you are. A lot of people out there who want to make something that isn't actually there. If you're not lazy and you want to listen to a a real sports talk show where people are having nuanced conversations and you're not just one of these, well, give it to me fast or else I can't be here anymore. All right. Then if you're one of those people, stick around for Monty and Alex. All right. They will take over the airwaves coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now. Monty is awesome. She is loved at FSR and it's for a reason and she's good at her job. And if you don't like it tough balls screw you you're probably lazy you're probably the same person that needs to wait till they flip the calendar to get back in the gym shut up stop making something out of nothing and move on with your lives also just want to say this this is the final weekend at fox sports radio for brandon trufa he's one of the 
really, really good people that we have at FSR. All right. Not that there's a lot of bad people. I mean, if you want to call me one of those, that's fine. That's all. I always prefer to play that role anyways. But Brandon's a good dude. He's been here for a long time and he's on to bigger and better things. So just wanted to give a shout out to him. Uh, He's one of the nicer people that you can have anywhere and his next employer is going to be very lucky to have him so brandon appreciate everything final weekend here at the network and final weekend of 2023 so appropriate but wanted to give a little shout out to brandon as well too also to bo benson chris perfett martin weiss crandall and brie behind the scenes without them none of this is possible it has been a fun 2023 here from the tire studios can't wait for next year but it is time to put a bow on this bad boy with another edition of this Hey, lock it. Let's lock in. And now, and now, Knox Locks. You know, a lot of people speaking of running their mouths, a lot of people out there shooting their mouths off about, well, 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 I mean, uh, what are you going to do? You've got uh, your three games under 500 with a couple of weeks left. You know how I roll. I go 2-0-1. That's how I roll. Now, if we're being honest, probably should have been 3-0. I had the Bears minus four against the Arizona Cardinals. I had the Ravens plus six at the Niners. And then I had the Cowboys plus two against the Miami Dolphins. Should have won that one. If not for the fact that the Cowboys were coughing it up, and if not for the fact that they were sitting here in the red zone, still having issues all these weeks into the season, it would have been a 3 and a week. But nonetheless, 2-0-1, which puts me at 22-23 and 3 on the season. One game under 500 with a couple of weeks to play with. And I've never finished below 500 in the history of Knox Locks. And I have no intention of doing it now. It's time for this. Lions at Cowboys. Yeah, listen, I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys here. Now, it's a five and a half point spread. It's coming up later on tonight, but I see this as a get right bounce back game for the Dallas Cowboys and maybe a little bit of a letdown emotionally for the Detroit Lions. Dallas is coming off those two poor performances. Well, I don't want to call last week poor. That was a competitive game, but the week prior at Buffalo, they stunk out loud and they knew it. Jerry Jones is talking about weather and this and that. Okay, well, look, you were in that game last week at Miami. You probably should have won that game. I didn't come away from that one really concerned with the Dallas Cowboys, but if I were a Lions fan, I'd probably be concerned because that's a team that plays really, really well at home. This is a get-right opportunity for Dallas. And as I mentioned, Detroit won the division last week. Maybe they're just going to kind of sit back and play this thing out. Or maybe there's a little bit of an emotional letdown. Yeah, they're playing for seeding. There's still an opportunity for the one seed. I think Dallas gets them in this spot. I don't like the five and a half, especially that half point. But I'll take the Cowboys later on tonight. Dolphins at Ravens. I have no idea why they're honoring Ray Rice uh, at the Dolphins-Ravens game. I'm not even going to touch that. Don't even want to go there. But I'll just say this. I like the Baltimore Ravens in this spot. They were a three-point favorite. Miami, yes, they won, and they beat the Dallas Cowboys last week at home. I still have my reservations about them against some of the best teams in the league. I like Baltimore in this spot. Give me the Ravens minus three. Bengals at Chiefs. I'm going to take Kansas City. Look, Jamar Chase is trying to stir it up. He's talking a little bit of trash. Kansas City's having meltdowns left and right, but I think they figure it out this week in a rivalry game against Cincinnati, a game a lot of people expected a lot more from at this point in the season. I like the Chiefs minus six and a half, and that is your Week 17 edition of Knox. Knox.
Hey, by the way, reminder, shortly after our show, the podcast will be going up. If you missed any of it, make sure you follow, rate, and review it. I'll post it at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. It has been a fun 2023. Monty and Alex are next here from the TireRack.com studios. Jonas, son of a bitch. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.